What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Juice on the Player Profile Radio Network and YouTube channel. Click that like, click that subscribe, tap in every single Wednesday. This is the third episode of The Juice. We're going to keep this baby tapped in. NBA best bets on Wednesday and the NFL Week 16 bets this week with Shervon Fakimi, Player Profiler, betting analyst. Shervon, how are you doing? Doing great, man. How about yourself? Hey, man, we're just getting through it. Um, I'm, 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 I'm in the, fa- I'm in the phase where, I mean, everybody's working for the weekend cause of Christmas, but like, I'm working for a little bit of, I got a little vacation coming up this next week, going out to Florida. So that'll be, be good to relax, but it, it's a grind. It's a grind. So we're all here. We're all getting through it for sure. I just want to say good job last week. Cause last week we did this show and the NBA picks again, I'm not an NBA guy, but you go two and oh on Wednesday night and you cash checks. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I think I think we can cash some more tonight. Sacramento plus four and a half and the Clippers minus seven and a half last week. Shervon's four and two in the season through the last two weeks. And in the NFL, we took the under on the Seattle San Fran game. Obviously, that goes under on Thursday night football. We had New England plus one. Oh, we know we know how that game ended. Jacoby, my guy. Jacoby. Just, uh, you know, deciding to, you know, hey, Chandler Jones is the only guy between uh, Mac Jones and the end zone. Uh, yeah, pitch backwards. Everybody saw that one. The Chargers minus three. They pushed. They won by three against Tennessee. And then I took the Packers minus six and a half, and they won by 12. The Packers, I mean, I tell you what, man, they're, they're looking all right. They're looking. They're well, well. Little- Surge, little week eighteen could be a de facto playoff game. Week Green eighteen, Bay, Detroit. Green Bay, Detroit. I don't know if anybody saw that one coming. I think uh, the NFL schedule makers were like, "Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give Green Bay, Detroit, and see if uh, Green Bay, see if Detroit can spoil a top seed, top seeding from the Packers." Now it looks like both teams obviously out of the playoffs currently. They might be playing for that last spot. And then the alternate line I did take was Buffalo. I moved it down to five and a half from seven and a half against the Bills. I thought that line uh, would come to fruition, and it did not. They won by three against the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo, 32-29, a 61-point total in that game. But we went uh, 2-2-1 in football last week, and that brings our season total to three, three, 3-1-1. 3-2-1, sorry. This week, though, we got three NBA games to talk about. We got one college football bowl game on the docket for tonight, and then we have a few NFL games for the weekend, the Christmas weekend, because we have Thursday night football, Saturday night football, Sunday night football, and Monday night football once again here in Week 16. But, Shervon, let's kick this bad boy off with some NBA. The New York Knicks are hosting the Toronto Raptors. And the Knicks are getting one and a half. They're 18 and three on the season. The Raptors are 13 and eight. The Knicks have won eight games in a row. The Raptors have dropped six in a row. Why is this only one and a half in New York? And both teams are on opposite streaks. What's the deal here? Where are you going with this one? I don't know why it's only one and a half, but I'll I'll ride the hot hand and ride those fighting New York Knicks. Um, they are on a second end of a back-to-back, which I typically don't love to bet on that particular team in that situation. But the Knicks are deep. They have been playing. They have the best net rating in the NBA since December started, while the Raptors are um, 
they're down there. They have the 22nd best net rating in the NBA since December 1st. Um, pretty much ever since Tom Thibodeau ditched the old crusty veterans like Evan Fournier and roll with the kids, Deuce McBride and quickly and Quentin Grimes, who is unfortunately going to miss tonight's game. Um, he's been great as a starter for them. I still like the Knicks tonight. I think they're on a, they got a hot hand and um, the way they've been playing, they, they should not be favored by only one and a half. So I'll take, I'll take the Knicks tonight. If you love that, you can go over to playerprofile.com forward slash offers, and you can check out all of the best offers from all of the best sports books in your area. Maryland just launched. Ohio will be launching in a mere 10 days. If you're in Ohio, you can go and sign up for most of these pre-launch deals, and literally, without depositing, you can get free cashola on most of these sports books. Again, go to playerprofile.com forward slash offers. Pick your state in the top right corner, current location, and then you can scroll down and you can find um, $100 in free bets on launch day in FanDuel. Deposit 20 and get $100 in free credits at Caesars. $200 in free bets. No deposit required upon sign up at a bet MGM. Free cash everywhere. Go over to playerprofile.com forward slash offers to check out those best offers that you can find. Again, playerprofile.com forward slash offers. And then you can go check out the Knicks. Minus one and a half tonight. And the next game on the slate looks like it's Orlando traveling to Houston. Orlando is 11 and 21. They just lost their last game. And the Houston Rockets are 9 and 21. They've lost three in a row. Two bad teams with a one and a half point line here. Do you like this game? Hate this game? Are you picking this game? What's your thoughts? I'm picking I'm picking the fight in Orlando Magic. They they've been they've been playing pretty well. They lost their last game, but they went on a little five game wing streak before that, which included two wins over arguably the best team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics, which I hate to say as a Lakers fan, but uh, I digress. They're really good, and the Magic beat them twice, and now they're playing a not a young but not experienced and not great yet Houston Rockets team. Paolo Bancaro is the best player on the court. He will be tonight. He should have been the number one pick, and I'm glad he was the number one pick. Um, the Magic have the ninth best net rating in the NBA since December 1st, uh, while Houston has the 27th best net rating. There are only 30 teams. That is not very good. Um, Orlando's net rating was is like plus 1.3 points per 100 possessions. Houston's is minus four and a half points per 100 possessions. There's only one in. Uh, there's only a one point line. Uh, so I like Orlando. I think they match up well. They have they are massive everywhere on the floor. Houston plays two guards, two pretty good guards, and Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Who they don't really pass the ball much so i like i think orlando swarms them and wins by more than a point two extremely young teams this is going to be a random question here shervon which team is younger hmm i i'll say orlando because houston still has eric gordon who might uh tip the scale 23.4 to 23.3 for the second and third youngest teams in the nba right now 
Orlando is 23.4. Houston is 23.3. Ah, no. Just by by a hair. On paper, I mean, this Orlando team is fun, right? Paulo, Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, shout out Minnesota. Uh, for high school basketball, Mo Bamba, RJ Hampton, just a bunch of names that you can know, even if you're a distant fan. But he likes the number at one and a half for the Orlando Magic in this one. And the last NBA game on the slate that we're going to talk about tonight is the Sacramento Kings, not Queens, hosting the Los Angeles Lakers, not Rivers. Do you have a pull in this game? I know you're a Laker fan on paper, but the Lakers, man, they have been... They've been something, right? They're 13 and 17 this year. They haven't gotten it right. And Sacramento really hasn't been a ton better, but they're 16 and 13. They're above 500 and technically they're still in the playoffs. So are you going to go with the homer pick with the Lakers here? Or are you going to go uptown? I I wish I could take the homer pick, but I'm going to take the home team instead. The Kings will light light the beam again on my beloved Lakers. Um, Anthony Davis's injury is just crippling for how top heavy this team is since the Lakers started their little mini run in on November 13th, whenever they first beat the Nets by like a million, um, Anthony Davis, when he's been on the floor, the Lakers have the best defense in the NBA. When he's been off the floor, they have the third worst defense in the NBA. He is not playing tonight. So I mean, what else what else really is there? I like the Kings <laughs> minus seven and a half. I think if you like props, I think Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis props and De'Aaron Fox props could are just smash. Um I like I hate to say that I like the Kings tonight, but I like the Kings tonight. Smart money makes money. Dumb money. Don't make no money. I don't know how it goes, but that's what I'm saying. Lord Jamon in the chat. I appreciate you checking us out. This is a good show. I appreciate you as well. Shout sure to click that like, click that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, leave us a review on the good old podcast. This is a, again, the third episode of the juice. We ain't going anywhere because we got Sherman Fakimi here making these NBA picks, cashing these checks week in and week out. That is the NBA. Sack Town minus seven, seven and a half on other books. Orlando minus one and a half and the Knickerbockers minus one and a half. We do have this game that is disallowing or not allowing these NBA games to go to ESPN tonight, and that is the Western Kentucky against South Alabama, the Jaguars, the home host of the Senior Bowl, which will be out at in five weeks. South Alabama, Western Kentucky. South Alabama is three and a half point favorites. You gotta, you gotta, you 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 gotta, you gonna you gotta pick one here. We'll just go one v one head to head here. We, we won't we won't count this against our ranking ratings. We'll just go head to head. Where do you want to go? I'll I'll roll with South Alabama tonight. All right, give me Western Kentucky. Let's roll with it. But it's not the most exciting bowl. But there's bowls on every single day. If you like football, you watch football. Western Kentucky, South Alabama on ESPN tonight. Check it out. Check them out. We'll jump into the NBA or the NFL now, though. Jacksonville at New York on Thursday night football. The Jets and the Jaguars. This one should be a torrential down downpour tsunami type of a game. The total is sitting at 37 and a half. Jaguars are plus one and a half. Jets are favored by one and a half at home. 
Again, 97 to 99% precipitation with some 20 to 30 mile an hour winds in New York on Thursday Night Football. I, I don't really want to touch this one. Something tells me the under's there to take in at 37 and a half, but um, I think you mentioned you like the Jaguars. I, I'm in line with you on the Jaguars just because of the streak that they've been on. I don't know, though, man. The weather, when you start talking about weather and, like, guaranteed rain, and it just it, it, it feels to me like it flips the entire script of the game on its head, and it's kind of all up mm-hmm. to whoever can run the trenches. you have a thought? I mean, if the weather if the weather is going to be that bad, then it it is a great equalizer, especially when one team has Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, who is phenomenal, and the other team has Zach Wilson at quarterback, who is the not is not phenomenal. I'll I'll yeah. put it that way. So I would still take the Jags plus one and a half, but I like it. Keep an eye on the weather. It's going to be a big weather week. The, the NFL. Jaguars have allowed just a 9.6% hurry rate, which is number four in the NFL, which is good. The Jets, 19.4%, which is 25th, which is not good. And then as far as the run blocking, so you would think if the rain is happening, there's going to be less passing with wind and rain, more running. Run blocking rating on playerprofile.com and the offensive line rankings. You can check these out in the rankings section. Again, the all-in package. It's no longer 50 bucks for the all-in package. It's no longer 25 for each of these sections. It's 10 bucks. For the all-in package, use the promo code Cody when you check out, and you get the rankings, you get the DFS Dominator, you get Dynasty Deluxe, you get data analysis, you get the whole damn thing. And inside the rankings, you'll get the offensive line rankings. And you can see the Jets are 18th in run blocking rating, and the Jaguars are 12th. Both of these offensive lines have hung around in that 10 to 18 range on the overall offensive line rankings. The Jaguars did jump into the top 10 for a few weeks there, but they've since pulled back. We lean Jaguars here, but this is going to be a tougher game to call, as Shervon just mentioned. Moving on to a game that we are picking, the let's see here. The Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to New England on Saturday. Cincinnati's three and a half point favorites, but it's plus 104 on the juice. What's going on with this line? Do you have any thoughts on this line being plus money for three and a half for the Bengals in New England, Foxborough? Looks like it's going to be sunny. Looks like it's going to be 20 degrees, 15 mile an hour winds. This feels fishy to me. It's a weird line. I don't really know why either. I mean, the Patriots are a tough defense. Bill Belichick in his defensive mind is always going to give his team a chance. But, I mean, the Bengals have been nice to us. Joe Burrow is the man. Yeah. He's got Jamar Chase, which if it's going to be cold, it's going to be windy. Well, Jamar Chase could just house a screen pass by himself, basically. Uh, The Patriots just don't have that type of offensive uh, upside, really, with any player on the team. I I love Ramondre Stevenson, but he's he's not necessarily the type of back that's going to break a big play, which I feel like they're going to need. Yeah, against a really good Bengals defense, um, I like I like the Bengals. I think they're much better and a more complete team. I I if you're gonna get plus money at only three and a half, the line is most most I've seen is only three, but yeah, just a half point gets you plus money. I mean, sign me up for that, hundred percent. And there's not even any like trends that point towards that making sense because if you look the last. 
uh, six games for the Bengals. They're 6-0, and 5-0 and since the bye. They've only given up over 24 points once. That was the Steelers in week 11. It was 37-30. Three and a half points hasn't really been a problem for them to cover. They've covered that number in every game except for the one against the Chiefs in week 13. New England is not the Chiefs. Then you look on the other side, as far as scoring goes for, for Cincinnati, 30, 34, 37, 42. They've had, had a problem scoring points, 27 against KC as well. On the other side for New England, it's like, well, games that they lost, they lost by six last week. They lost by 14 to the Bills, seven to Minnesota. So teams that are in contention in the playoffs, Raiders are in contention. The Bills and Vikings, obviously, top of the top of the AFC and NFC. All the way back to regular season, Ravens lost by 11. Packers, they lost by three. Dolphins lost by 13. Like, if they're not going to win, they're going to get beat by more than three at most times. Most likely, I know it's like a broad stat, broad line, but they're seven and seven. This isn't a gauntlet of a team for New England. Like, they're, they're, their defense is okay, but they just give up 30 points to, to Las Vegas and, tw- and 13 to Arizona. It's, I, I just, the three and a half doesn't make sense to me in any, in any facet. That's what, uh, I guess that's where I'm at. And, and again, it's plus money. And, it's and like, it's even even though they're at home, like they've lost, they lost to the Bills by fourteen at home. They lost by to the Bears by nineteen at home. So like, what what exactly are we gaining there? Either I don't, I don't know. I think the Bengals are just a way better team. The only thing I guess if you're looking at it is the last few home games they give up three to the Colts, three to the Jets, and then they lost twenty four to ten to Buffalo. They're ob- what I'm gauging from that is that they're not respecting Cincinnati at the same level that they would be respecting a Buffalo. But I mean, Cincinnati's ten and four, and they're hot as shit. And, and that Jets game, they only won off a punt return the touchdown pen- on the last play of the game. Yeah. So. So like that easily could have just been like a three point game. Should have gone to overtime at least, and you never know what happens there. So. I like. I, I think. I think the Bengals are the move for sure. Hammering that one. The other game is Washington at San Francisco. Obviously, Brock Purdy is hosting Taylor Heineke. Thirty-eight and a half is the number in this one. I'm going under as well. Uh, as I'm going down to thirty-five and a half on an alternate line. I'm going to add this into my trifecta this week. I got three picks that are going to go into that. I'm going to go into thirty-five and a half. You like the thirty-eight and a half under? Hundred percent. So look, according to defensive DVOA, San Francisco number one um, in defensive DVOA. So Washington is tenth. They start Washington started the year just getting smoked on defense, but ever since week six, they've never allowed more than twenty-one points in a game. Um, and San Francisco has given up over twenty points in a game twice all year and one of them was to the chiefs which like look patrick mahomes is gonna score on anybody so they're both of these defenses are really good san francisco still without debo and we have two quarterbacks one of them was a backup coming into the year and the other was a third stringer both have performed admirably i'm not taking anything away from brock purdy or taylor heineke but 38 and a half. I just I don't see how these teams score more than that. They the New Orleans game was 13-0 at home for San Fran. They hosted Miami that totaled 50 
with Miami, they totaled 50. Obviously, this game 38 and a half, 12 points lower, as it should be, because Washington and Miami are not replicatable. 21-13 against Seattle last week. That's 44. That's closer to that range. But again, Washington is just not on that level as far as offensive firepower, traveling all the way across the country after that game where, again, they lost to the Giants in Monday Night Football. And or Sunday Night Football, sorry. After, like, again, 2020 tie against the Giants, bye week, 20 to 12 loss against the Giants. Like, that's a lot of emotion losing two divisional games like that. Now you got to travel all the way across the country on Christmas Eve. I don't know what to expect from Washington. Again, two weeks ago, they're sitting at seven and five. And now, two weeks later, by two divisional loss, losses, technically seven, six, and one. Not a good look. Not a good situation for Washington, period, just to be playing and for Christmas Eve at Christmas Eve after a Sunday football game. I like the under on that one as well. That's why I took it under 35 and a half. I could, this could easily be another game where, like you saw, 13-0 against the Saints. You could see a 17-3, game against Washington. Uh, Charvarius Ward, if you go to the cornerback rankings right now, Charvarius Ward is just chilling right there at number five overall in the cornerback rankings. He's been a stud all year. He's going to line up at Terry McLaurin for the majority of this game. You can guarantee that he's got a 48.5% shadow rate on average this season. He landed by DK Metcalf for 79% last week, gave up five receptions for 44 yards. He has only given up over 50 receiving yards once all year, and that was against Marquez Valdez Scantling, who scored, who had 95 yards and four receptions. He's a deep threat, caught one ball on him. Congratulations. Traverius is locked down as it comes. Look for him to lock up Terry McLaurin and keep this offense under wraps because they ain't going to be able to run the ball against this front seven. And they're going to make Taylor throw it. He's going to throw it right to Traverius. He's going to throw it right to this back end. I don't see Washington sticking through this one as well. 38 and a half. I like at 35 and a half. Let's look on to the next game here. Shervon, we have the Green Bay Packers, who we talked about last week. I'm going to ask you this one because I know you didn't pick this one. I did. I want to know your thoughts on this this week because I didn't ask you pre-show. The Packers are plus three and a half. Now, we talked about the Lakers. Last week, we talked about the Packers. Packers this week, plus three and a half. They're looking a little bit ahead. I don't think they're looking ahead, but we're looking ahead to a potential week 18 game against Detroit. Is this a game that Green Bay can win? Period. Yes, I think they can win. I don't know if they will win, but they've been they've been playing much better as of late, especially because we're starting to finally see them just hammer it with Aaron Jones hammer it with AJ Dillon. And then from, from there play action, take, take some shots, get Christian Watson in space. Our guy, Christian Watson, who's been phenomenal the second half of the season. Um, I think they finally have figured out an offensive identity. I think it's just more so a matter of can the defense tackle? Can they corral Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle out in space, which I mean, Buffalo outside of that one big play, they kind of did that with the with those two guys. Um the week before against the Chargers, outside of one play, like they corralled Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. We have Jair Alexander, who's I personally think he's the best corner in the NFL, but uh, I'm also a Packers fan, so take that for what you will. Uh, he hasn't had his best season, but he's still still a dog. He's still really good. Um, 
he he can he can corral at least one of these guys and then just a matter of can the rest of our secondary do the same thing i think they can they're a better better pass defense than run defense so i think as if we if the packers can get out to a lead at the beginning and then um slow down Miami's rushing attack which is was great last week the packers can definitely can win the game i don't know if they will but i think they can win so 3 weeks ago these teams were 4 and 8 for the packers and 8 and 3 for Miami the packers beat the bears went into a bye came out donkeyed the rams on monday night football and then the dolphins on the other hand were hot 8 and 3 they travel to San Fran, they get walloped, travel to Los Angeles, they stay on the West Coast, walloped. Then they travel all the way back to the East Coast. They don't even get to go home. They have to go to Buffalo and play in the snow, 32-29. Three-game losing streak, three road games, brutal. Now they get some home cooking on Christmas Day, noon Central, one Eastern. Not only am I taking the plus three and a half for Green Bay, because I think it's like two ships passing the night, the Dolphins lose this game, they're eight and seven. The Packers win this, they're seven and eight. These teams are a lot closer than it seems like. Not only am I taking the plus three and a half, I'm adding this to the trifecta. Green Bay alternate minus two and a half. Green Bay's winning this game outright. Give me the two and a half plus two hundred on FanDuel, and coupled that with my alternate of thirty five and a half for the San Fran Washington game. Hey man, two weeks in a row picking the Packers is not something I'm accustomed to. Hey, hey, we got we can turn that Vikings purple into Packer green and yellow. I'm just saying. I'm good. I'm good, dude. <laughs> and 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 I'm we, we're we're just gonna step right over this Viking thing here. They play the New York Giants this week. I'm taking the Giants. This is a classic. Every single time the Vikings play, and they have these distraught, uh, high energy output. It, it's happened multiple times this year. And over the last three years, I know the new coaching staff does matter, but these high energy games, the next week, it's straight back down. And they get a whiteout in Minnesota this week for the game, for uh, everyone's wearing white and all this stuff. Big weather coming into Minnesota. The total is 47.5 in this game. And they're three and a half point favorites, which is about what they should be for being a home team. I'm taking the Giants plus 176 on the money line. Minnesota clinched the NFC North. Big 33 point comeback, the biggest comeback of all time. I think they get down early and they don't quite make it back this time. Plus 176 for the Giants. Do you have a thought on that one? I don't want to put you through the thought on that one. I don't want you to make I don't want to make you pick the Vikings against me or anything. No, I I, I think I, I would take the Giants. Uh the, the Vikings are only plus two in point differential for the entire season. And what are they now? Like um are they 10 and 0 in one score games this year. 10 now? and 0 in one score games. That, like, that's got to break sooner or later. That that is unsustainable. Like that just reeks of unsustainable. So 10 and 0 has got to go. That's it's yeah. If, get, if they go through the entire Giants. season and, and never lose a one score game, that would be like a record. It's got to be a record. I haven't looked. But. And on top of that, the Vikings have already clinched the NFC North, and it doesn't seem like they're going to catch the Eagles. Uh, for the one seed because they've already lost to the Eagles. Yep. Even if Jalen Hurts is going to miss, the the Eagles just need one more win to to win the one seed. I could just see the Vikings kind of 
taking taking the gas off the pedal for the last couple weeks of the year, get right for the playoffs. Yeah, I'll take. I like the Giants in this one too. I love the Giants as well. We got two games left. We'll talk about Sunday night football last. We'll finish out right there. But I want to stop in Tennessee versus Houston. We saw this game just a few weeks ago. Tennessee is minus three and a half against Houston this week. This game is in Tennessee. Tennessee is obviously still in first place in the division at seven and seven, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are six and eight right on their freaking heels. If the Jacksonville Jaguars win out, like we talked about earlier, the Jacksonville Jaguars will win the division because they play in week 18 against the Tennessee Titans. Now talking about Tennessee Titans minus three and a half this week against Houston. This line I think is too, too low. I think we saw Derrick Henry go for 200 yards and two touchdowns the last time around. That was his fourth instance, a record against one team against Houston. He's done it four times consecutively. They've lost four games now in a row, Cincinnati, Philly, Jacksonville, the Chargers. Houston is going to get walloped in this game because Tennessee is just a better team, and they have the dominant human in this game, and that is Derrick Henry. Not much needs to be said there. He's gone over 100 yards in each of the last two games after having a three-game slump of under 50. Houston loses by 11.5 in this game. That completes the trifecta. Tennessee alternate 11.5 is plus 190. San Francisco-Washington alternate under 35.5 plus 150. Green Bay at Miami. Green Bay minus 2.5. That's plus 200. The trifecta is plus 2,000 on the line. On FanDuel, 13 bucks pays out 300. That's where I'm going with the trifecta. Let's finish it out, Shervon. Tampa Bay at Arizona. The total is 39.5. Trace McSorley is starting. We both have Trace McSorley in Dynasty. Can you paint the picture for me in this game on Sunday Night Football, Christmas night? What are the, What is your thoughts? Before before we I, before we tackle Sunday night, real quick, just to agree with you on Tennessee, add to it, whatever Derrick Henry's rushing yards prop is, just hammer that. He had in his last four games, 211, 212, 250, 219 yards against the Texans. And they're one of the worst run defenses in the NFL this year. So real quick, hammer your Derrick Henry props. Um, anyway, uh, Arizona, Tampa. I think this game has to go under. We're talking about a Tampa team that just for the love of God cannot score the ball. Um, and now we're talking about Trace McSorley, who he can scoot a little bit, four, five, seven wheels. Like there's something there with him, but he's making his first ever start on a bad, just bad Cardinals team. Changes need to be made there. I hope they come, but I'm not so sure they will. Um, I just don't see how they're gonna, there's going to be many points in this game at all. And the over-under is like, what, 39 and a half around 39, there? 39 and a half, which is the Tampa or the Arizona Cardinals' last few games. 39 against Denver, 40 against New England. That was since they're by. That was the last two games. Mm. Yeah, I, I just I don't see how there's going to be many points in this game. This I, like the, is much I like the under as well. I think Tampa, yeah, Tampa Tampa needs this win almost as bad as they need anyway. They got Carolina and Atlanta the next two weeks. Carolina is currently sitting at five and nine. And Atlanta is currently sitting at five and nine. And Tampa Bay is at six and eight. Like they need to put they need to get that game 
or keep it, you know, because let's see, who does Atlanta play this week? Atlanta plays Baltimore. Atlanta's Baltimore. probably going to lose. And then Carolina is also sitting there at five and nine. They get and Detroit. Carolina gets Detroit this week. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the Saints also at five and nine. They have Cleveland. And then they get Philly next week. This is the really big wrench is if Jalen Hurts plays this week, doesn't play next week against New Orleans. New Orleans has the door wide open. I mean, this and this NFC South is 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 it can be closed by Tampa this week. They, they, if Tampa wins, they can close the door pretty much. But if they if they lose this week against Arizona, which I don't see happening, boy, that door's gonna be wide open. This might this might be the worst uh, division winner that I've ever seen, personally. Here's know, the question: like, Are we gonna have a ten a ten loss team? I'd have to look at their schedules. Uh, I'm gonna say this quick but, as we're looking that up. The Cincinnati line just moved live. From three and a half at plus money to three at minus one ten. There you go. So we just moved down uh, towards New England, obviously half point. So Atlanta gets they have Baltimore, Arizona with perhaps Trace McSorley again, and Tampa Bay to close out the season. Tampa Bay has Arizona this week, Carolina next week, and then Atlanta after that. Carolina has Detroit, Tampa, New Orleans, and then New Orleans has Cleveland, Philly, Carolina. All right, so let's run this through the playoff machine quick on ESPN. See if I can pop it up on the screen. I think I can share my screen. Let's literally run through this just for the sake of the situation. And because it's interesting, let's do it. I'm going to pop my screen up right here. Uh, Tell me if you can see my screen. Can you see it? I can see it. Yep. Okay. So pop this up right here and you can see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are six and eight right here. I'm going to talk through this for the podcast audience. We're going to pick the current playoff picture for the seedings just for the NFC South to make it quick. Tampa Bay is six and eight. You scroll down, you can see Carolina five and nine, New Orleans five and nine, Atlanta five and nine. So, Shervon, Tampa Bay at Arizona. We're going Tampa, right? Yes, I think we have to. All right. Detroit at Carolina. I'll take the fighting Lions. All right. Falcons against Baltimore, probably without Lamar. I still think I like Baltimore. So we go Baltimore. And then who else are we missing here? We're missing the Saints. Saints. Saints at Browns. Remember, that game is 32 and a half in Cleveland. Torrential downpour situation, cold weather situation. And, and Nick Chubb may not play. And it's probably the Kareem Hunt versus uh what David Johnson 2017 game. <laughs> Yikes. Oh my goodness. I go with I talent. Think... I'd go Cle- I'd go Browns here, right? Yeah, I think we gotta go. I think we got to go Cleveland. All right, so we're looking at a seven and eight Tampa Bay, and then the rest of the division is five and ten, five and ten, five and ten. We go to week seventeen. Falcons host Arizona. Falcons win. Yes. And then we have the Carolina Panthers at Tampa. For the sake of argument, let's give Carolina the win here. Sure. Tampa Bay's been bipolar, and then we have the Saints at Philly. Presumably without Jalen Hurts, where would you go? I'm going to go Philly just so they can make their pick 
from New Orleans better. Okay. Also, I think I like they're just that. a way better team. And then week 18, we're lined up with Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. Tampa Bay is 7-9. and nine. Atlanta, 6-10. and 10. Carolina at New Orleans. Carolina, 6-10. and 10. New Orleans, 5-11. and 11. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Tough, I ain't it? Got, I think we got to go Tampa. Okay, so you go Tampa. I don't know. I don't know if Desmond Ritter can... That's a that's a playoff that's a playoff caliber game and then yeah. Carolina at New Orleans. I go Carolina. I go Carolina as well. So that would give you eight and nine Tampa Bay as the four seed, seven and ten Carolina, six and eleven Atlanta, five and twelve New Orleans. Now, if that Ritter game right there in Week eighteen, if this all goes to plan, and Atlanta wins that game, Atlanta wins that game in Tampa Bay or hosting Tampa Bay in Week eighteen. And Carolina wins that game against New Orleans in Week 18. Carolina Panthers would be seven and ten, and due to Atlanta beating Tampa and Carolina having the head-to-head over Atlanta, you would have Carolina at seven and ten as the four seed hosting Dallas. Tampa Bay wow. seven and ten missing the playoffs. Atlanta seven and ten missing the playoffs. And again, that would be with a Tampa Bay Week 16 win against Arizona and a Week 17 Carolina Panthers win against Tampa. That's crazy. So it's not only the Week 18 game that is the linchpin of this division. It's the Week 17 game between Carolina and Tampa that is really good to be for all the marbles. That's next week, mm-hmm. Week 17. So that's a fun little exercise there. But this has been the juice. Shervon, we made a lot of picks tonight. We're 40 minutes deep. We're doing the grind on a Wednesday night. I appreciate you tapping in. You got any final words for the fine people? Let them know where they can find you. Um, you could just follow me on Twitter, uh, at Shervon Fikimi. I'll be posting underdog, uh, NBA pickums. I, I already posted, uh, one for tonight. So you can find that there. And then all, I guess all I got else is just happy holidays and, uh, Merry Christmas and wh- whatever you celebrate. Happy that. Happy that. And then check out Shervon's Pick'em article on playerprofile.com as well. That's going to come out, what, does that come out on Friday or Saturday? Probably Friday uh, this week? Usually usually Saturdays, but since we got all the games on Saturday, we'll I, I'll try to get it on Friday. Probably late Friday or early Saturday, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out on playerprofile.com as well as, like I said before, the offers page, playerprofile.com forward slash offers. And if you're in fantasy football playoffs or you like DFS, the all-in subscription is $10, and you get it access through the Super Bowl. We'll have DFS available through the Super Bowl, NFL Mock Draft Index available through the Super Bowl. We'll have all everything's available, dynasty rankings, cornerback rankings, offensive line rankings, data analysis. Everything is available through the Super Bowl, $10. Go to the all-in package. It's going to say 50. Click promo code, add the promo code Cody, tap in. The all-in package on playerprofile.com today. For Shervon, I'm Cody. This has been The Juice. We're out. Let's go make some money.